Well, hello, 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 everyone. It's me, Sadella Morgan. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. I would also like to thank everyone who recognizes that we are not all living the same type of life. Welcome to episode 112. And hey, if I sound a little different, I sound different to me. This sounds pretty cool. I am at Podcast Movement 2019. That's where I'm recording episode 112 from. And I have been having a great time learning quite a bit as usual and looking forward to implementing a lot of what I have learned. A great big thank you, I should say, to TalkShoe for providing the opportunity to record live from Podcast Movement 2019. If you've been listening for any time, you know that I recorded from uh, TalkShoe's Pavilion last year, Podcast Movement 2018 in Philadelphia, PA. So this year, 2019, we are in Orlando, and next year, they're actually, Podcast Movement's going to be in two places next year. So, oh boy, decisions, decisions, decisions. So thanks again to TalkShoe for building a community, a podcast platform that offers storage, streaming, global call-in capabilities, and state-of-the-art tools you need to get noticed online. Thank you, TalkShoe. And I'd also like to say a great big thank you to the microphone that I'm speaking into is the Retro Voice EV microphones. And hey, say a prayer for me. I hope I win one of these things because I think I sound pretty good. So I'm just saying, you know, they should just let me just have one. (laughs) But anyway, so in this episode, I've been working on replete with information from the poll that I took from within the Facebook groups. I really felt like I had read or heard somewhere that most childless, not-by-choice adult children end up becoming caregivers for their parents. But when I went searching for the information, I could not find it. I engaged the members of the Childless, Not-by-Choice Facebook group, my local research librarian, and even another Facebook group that I belong to. Everyone seemed to have heard it said, but we just could not figure out where and find out where we heard it. So... A great big you to everyone in the Childless Not By Choice Sevilla Morgan and the Childless Not By Choice supporters with Sevilla Morgan Facebook groups for responding to the poll. You helped me immensely. A great big thank you also to the group of childless women who maintain their own Childless Not By Choice platforms. And we are pretty much global. We are global. There are women all over the planet maintaining platforms of their own to help women who wanted but could not or maybe did not want to have children and so a great big thank you to those ladies for helping me search for the information as well so before we continue i would like to thank my patrons these are the people who contribute to the platform financially every month via the patreon platform if you go to the website childlessnotbychoice.net the patreon link can now be found on the website So click on it, it will take you to the Patreon website, and there you may choose the level of contribution that you would like to make on a monthly basis, anywhere from $5 on up. Your contribution pays the website manager, the podcast producer, the podcast host, and the general maintenance of the platform. So a great big thank you to my patrons. You are truly appreciated. 
Well, whether you contribute via patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice, or you go to the website and contribute via PayPal, your contributions are appreciated and used, as I said, to help the platform get the word out. Thanks, Jordan Morgan, Sandra Carzado, and there's a spot here for your name, whether it's $5, $10, $20, hey, $100 a month. Think about making a contribution to a platform that has helped you in some way, whether you're childless or not. So without further ado, here are the poll results from the Facebook groups. There were two initial questions, and then a third one was added by one of the group members. And I always appreciate the fact that the group members take part. I don't use the group. I don't set it up so that I have to check for your to see what your, your post says before you post it. We're all adults. I think everybody understands where I'm coming from with what should and should not be posted in the group. And if anything gets posted that I don't think fits, then I just have it removed. I either remove it or one of the admins will remove it. And they know what I'm about. My admins know what I like and what I don't like. And so I like to make sure that everybody feels like an adult first and that we can speak in this space and feel safe in this space because we already are already judged in the real world in a lot of different ways. So, you know, if you're in the group and you're listening and you want to post, feel free to post. The worst that can happen is I say, hey, I don't think this is a great idea and I'll just remove it. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty easy to deal with. I'm an open book, as you know, so no biggie. Okay. At any rate, so um, the question that I asked, well, one of the, the first question was, have you cared for an elderly parent or a family member in the past? And 39% of the respondents said yes. And then the next question was, are you currently caring for an elderly parent or a family member? And 25% of the respondents said yes. And then the question that one of the members added was, have you never cared for an elderly parent or a family member? And 36% of the respondents said yes. So... Don't, don't worry, don't think about my math being off. Just think about overall what percentage of the people that responded said responded yes. And I think that it, it just pretty much bears out what I thought, that a lot of us single and or husbandless, childless women, we tend to be the ones that become the caregivers. And I belong to a group with over 2,000 members in it of women who care for their parents. Most of them care for parents. Some of them may care for another family member, like a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or something. But most of the women in this group care for one or both parents. And many of them say that they had not planned for this to be the caregiver. Some said that they saw it coming, especially if they were only children. And others said that it's rewarding. And I'll tell you that I fall into the space where it's become rewarding. I did not know that this was going to happen. I had no plans to become a caregiver for my parents, but it has been rewarding. I feel like I'm doing what I, I'm supposed to be doing. It's not quite what I, I envisioned for my life overall, but, you know, it's happening. And so you do the best you can with where you are. A friend of mine posted, I'm trying to see if I can remember it now, but she sent me something at just the right time, and it was just amazing. But And I want to attribute it, but it was one of those quotes that you see online, maybe a Rumi quote or something, and it said something like, the place where you are right now was circled for you to be. And I was just amazed. Like she was saying, literally, although she did not even know what was going with me, she was literally saying that you're where you're supposed to be. 
So look, I, I took that, I printed it on some really nice paper, I framed it and I hung it up in my office. And so Emily, if you're listening to this episode, thank you so much. And it's really, every time I look up at it, it reminds me I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I've told my parents, well, my, you know, many of you know my mom is gone now. She passed away in May. I'm still dealing with that. Of course, it's only been three months, but I'm taking care of my dad. And I had a conversation with him the other day because, you know, every once in a while he'll give me a hug and he will say, thank you for everything that you do. And I said all the time, that's what I'm here for. And he says, that can't be the only thing you're here for. And I always tell him, well, that's what I'm here for right now. And so, you know, we've got to embrace where we are, no matter how it doesn't look like where we want it to be or thought we would be. Unless you're being physically beaten and hurt, I think that we need to really take a good, long, strong look at where in the world we are, what we're doing, and embrace it. And if it's something that we just cannot embrace, then do something about it. But Sometimes you have to embrace where you are, no matter how it looks like it shouldn't be where you should be until it's time for change. Because you know what? Change is the only constant. And so this won't last forever. When you're done with that, then you do something else and you do the next thing. And this is preparation for the next thing, because I also believe that experience, you build upon experience. All of our experiences are building up and then creating what we were made for, what we were put here for. And it doesn't always turn out the way, most of us know, life does not turn out the way we planned for many of us. But I can look back at my experiences now and see how they have all, although they were just so different from each other, how they are culminating. As I get older, I can see how they're building up on each other and just making a real nice, sometimes painful, sometimes happy tapestry. And that's what life is all about, isn't it? So embrace the experiences, the good and the bad and the ugly, and just know that they're all worth it. They all happen for a reason. And, you know, if that means that sometimes you might have to go to therapy to deal with the experiences, then you go to therapy. You guys know how I feel about that. You do what you need to do to fix you, to take care of you. And so if it means therapy, then go to therapy. Go see a shrink. I, I'm a psychologist. Sorry, you guys, but I call you guys shrinks, okay? Sorry, it's an American thing. Go see somebody. Don't try to do this on your own. I was talking to um, a short conversation with somebody I know who's writing a, a book on a really heavy subject, and I asked her how the book was going, and she told me she had to put it down because she had to take up therapy to finish the book, and she did not know it would be so heavy. And so, you know, just know that do what you have to do. You may have to put something down that you've been working on and go take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and then you can continue on. So going back to the episode a little bit, because this was kind of not included, but I had to go there. As you guys know, I can go off on a tangent sometimes and, and I don't apologize for it because I know something I just said it's going to resonate with somebody. So, I, and I hope it does. I know it will. So, at any rate, remember in episode 111, I said I would not be surprised by the responses. I still wish I could find whatever it was I had read on this subject. So, if you have read or heard that most or many childless, not by choice women and men are caregivers for their parents or another family member, let me know along with the citation. 
it'd be great, you know, to see where it came from. And I know it wasn't just um, in my brain. And speaking of my brain, knowing my brain, I will be subconsciously searching until I find the information and where it came from. So if you've read it or seen it somewhere, hey, let me know. Call in or email me or message me or whatever you'd like to do. So look, I came to Podcast Movement 2019 thinking I would be back for a second year of meeting new people possibly getting some new people to interview or being interviewed. And and I've done that. There are people that I will be talking to and who want to talk to me. But a funny thing happens when you make plans. Those plans get turned on their ear. What happened and is happening is I am now feeling a pivot. I have no idea what that pivot will be, but I feel just as we would feel the wind blowing, that it is time for change year I mentioned going to the next level and I talked about quote unquote the next level again this year you know like okay it's just another podcast movement event until the first day of this year's event something has changed and I honestly do not know what it is yet I am being encouraged by a new friend I met at the convention who is in the same space to remain open and it will come to me so I'm doing just that I'm remaining open I have had conversations at this event that I have not had in the past. I started the process a month or so ago for something that will strengthen the reputation of the platform. When the process is complete, I'll I'll let you know what it is. It's not good to talk about things before they're done. So anyway, that's where we are with that right now. I'm going to remain open and see what happens. In the last couple of episodes and in this one, the discussion has been on grieving. I have been transparent about my loss Episode 110 talked about how the brain handles grief. Episode 111, well, 110 was a a tribute to my mom, and 111 was how the brain handles grief. And I was hoping to close out the three episodes with an interview, but it did not work out that way. The person I really wanted to talk to just wrote a book, so they're on a book tour. And so this episode will be the third for this series on loss and grief. If I am able to finally obtain an interview, I will let you know where that interview can be found. I may put it in Patreon for my patrons only. That's something I've been thinking about. I do need to do a little bit more for my patrons than I do. They all say, thanks, I'm good. I'm just, I just want to make a contribution, but I need to get on the ball with the patrons and let them know just how much I'm thankful for their contribution. So I may put that interview episode in uh, Patreon for patrons only. And as we continue on with our subject matter here on the podcast, I will continue to take suggestions in the background from those who have gone down this path before me to lean into the grief, to feel all five of those stages of grief or seven, whichever, you know, some people think it's five, some think it's seven, and to allow myself to cry in front of others if that is when the tears come, and to take grief counseling. I'm doing all of the above. And so... You know, I want you to check out the episode, the links that I put in the show notes, because I did do research. I I didn't just put the results of the poll. I actually did some research for this episode. I want you to check out the links in the show notes. The first link below, the very first in the bottom of where I have all my links in the show notes, where it says links used for this article, there is an article on the NCBI, National Center for Biotechnology Information website. The title of the article is Bereavement After Caregiving. And in this article, they discuss caregivers at risk for poor bereavement outcomes. I mean, did you know there was such a thing? I mean, it kind of makes sense now that you think about it, but anyway, I didn't know. 
And uh, there's another one, Diagnosis and Treatment of Complicated Grief. Again, didn't know there was such a thing. Amongst other issues, these are really great episodes, especially if you are a caregiver or you know someone who is. And I, as I said in the previous episode, if you, we all know somebody who's caring for somebody else. And they tend to just disappear, blend into the woodwork, and we forget, and we think they're doing a great thing. And, oh, God is, is going to bless you, that type of thing. But what are you doing practically for that person? So. One thing that stood out to me in the article, though, was that complicated grief could include a form of PTSD, something we've talked about before on this platform, post-traumatic stress disorder. This article is worth the read if you are dealing with loss that may include, as they call it, complicated grief. They not only provide the symptoms of complicated grief, but they discuss how to deal with it and who is most susceptible. There was a surprise in that portion of the article. I will let you read it and see if you see the surprise. I will say this to give you a hint. I believe how people deal with grief and grieving can be cultural. I did not say one culture deals correctly or incorrectly with grief. I'm simply saying that differences can be cultural. And yet, within each culture, grief can be exhibited differently by personality and upbringing. Uh, In fact, I had a wonderful conversation with a lady here at Podcast Movement 19 who lost her mom a year ago, and she was telling me that in her culture, South Africa, people talk about their loss openly, but we both came to the conclusion that, well, Western culture seems to look the other way out of fear of hurting the person who is grieving, making them hurt worse by talking about it. Lest I go down a rabbit hole, I will leave this here and continue on. It's a short but very deep read, and I do hope you will check out the article. Be sure also to check out the links under links used for this episode and the episodes mentioned in this episode. So the show notes are are there. They're just for you. Please check out the show notes. Some people have no show notes, which kind of annoys me. Some of the podcasts that I listen to, they just don't have show notes. But I like show notes. I like you to be able to look through the show notes even before you listen to the episode and just see what's going on in the episode. And of course, listen to the episode, listen to the audio and just know that uh, either way, everything I'm doing here on the platform is for you. The growth is for you. Yes, it's for me too. I'm not going to lie. I've grown quite a bit since I started this podcast four years ago. It's helped me, but I've come a long way further than I, I thought I would be in, in four years. So just be sure to come along with me for the ride, especially if you're childless, not by choice. There are some great things I need to talk to you all about. Maybe next episode, I'll talk to you about something I just learned. I've been wondering how to get to women in remote areas. And I know that even in remote areas of the world, a woman may have a a cell phone, but she may not have access to bandwidth. And so I just ran into this really great program, and I'm going to talk about it on the next episode because now I've found a way for you to listen no matter where in the world you are. I cannot wait to tell you about it next episode. In the meantime, because I am on a a limited time here because I'm recording on Talk Shoes In, I just want to thank you again for tuning in today. Remember, if you find value in this podcast, stop by Apple Podcasts formerly known as iTunes. Leave me a review. Reviews of five star are great, please. (laughs) The reviews help draw attention to the podcast. I believe drawing attention helps to get the word out. And I am all about making sure childless, not by choice women and men know they are not alone on their journey. 
So help me get the word out. No matter where in the world you live, I can now get the word out. Until next time, have a great one. Bye.